Welcome to the World Beyond the Tale, the Page a Day American Gods podcast. I'm your host, James, and today we're reading page 37. Shadow, who had been watching closely throughout the impromptu performance, put his head on one side. We have to talk about that, he said. I need to know how you did it. I did it, said Sweeney, with the air of one confiding a huge secret. With panache and style. That's how I did it. He laughed, silently rocking on his heels, his gappy teeth bared. Yes, Shadow, that is how you did it. You've got to teach me. All the ways of doing the miser's dream that I've read about, you'd be hiding the coins in the hand that holds the glass, and dropping them in while you produce and vanish the coin in your right hand. Sounds like a hell of a lot of work to me, said Mad Sweeney. It's easier just to pick them out of the air. He picked up his half-finished Southern Comfort and Coke, looked at it, and put it down on the table. Wednesday stared at both of them as as if he had just discovered new and previously unimagined life forms. Then he said, Mead for you, Shadow. I'll stick with Mr. Jack Daniels. And for the freeloading Irishman? A bottled beer. Something dark for preference, said Sweeney. Freeloader, is it? He picked up what was left of his drink and raised it to Wednesday in a toast. May the storm pass over us and leave us hale and unharmed, he said and knocked the drink back. A fine toast, said Wednesday, but it won't. Another mead was placed in front of Shadow. Do I have to drink this? he asked without enthusiasm. Yes, I'm afraid you do. It seals our deal. Third time's the charm, eh? Shit, said Shadow. He swallowed the mead in two large gulps. The pickled honey taste filled his mouth. There, said Wednesday. You're my man now. So, said Sweeney, you want to know the trick of how it's done? Yes, said Shadow. Were you loading them in your sleeve? They were never in my sleeve, said Sweeney. He chortled to himself, rocking and bouncing, as if he were a lanky, bearded, drunken volcano preparing to erupt with delight at his own brilliance. It's the simplest trick in the world. I'll fight you for it. Shadow shook his head. I'll pass. Now there's a fine thing, said Sweeney to the room. Old Wednesday. And that's our page. So, Mad Sweeney doesn't show up a lot in the book, but when he's here, he's fantastic. He's really enjoying Shadow's confusion and thinks, at least, that he's monstrously clever. I also enjoy Wednesday returning to the conversation and being just so either so disinterested or so I don't know maybe it's not disinterest he might legitimately not understand parlor trick magic like coin tricks he's a wizard and a magician in his own way and he's certainly down for cons and hustles and various things like that but I wonder if maybe it's too lowbrow for someone of his stature Worth considering, at least for me. So, on this page, Sweeney orders a bottled beer, dark for preference. But on the last page, he said it'll be a Southern comforting Coke for me, said Sweeney, lurching back from the jukebox. I think I assumed Wednesday had gone to get their drinks, and then he had come back and looked at them just completely confused and lost. But I guess he didn't? I don't know, I'm really confused by that. I don't know if it's an error, or if it's just a weird little hiccup. Eh, anyway. Shadow name drops the trick that Sweeney does, calls it the miser's dream. It looks like it's a relatively new trick, uh, at least per the internet, 
comes from sometime in the 19th century. It was popularized and perhaps invented by Thomas Nelson Downs, who is known as the King of Coins. That's coins with a K. And he supposedly was a completely self-taught magician and was incredibly famous in his time. And it's especially notable that he was famous for almost exclusively performing coin tricks. I also found other references to the miser's dream, also referring to it as aerial treasury, which certainly fits with Sweeney's version of the trick, where he literally pulls them out of nowhere, or out of the air, I suppose. There was a book entitled The Art of Magic by previously mentioned Thomas Nelson Downs, and I thought there was a great quote in the introduction. He said, The art of deception, like other arts, advances with every swing of the pendulum. And it's really cool because the book itself was 100 years old, but it fits to the modern day, and it also fits very well into the novel, especially when discussing how the various gods have learned to adapt and survive on different aspects of worship or different levels of worship. Most notably recently, at least, Bilquis takes her worshippers one at a time, and they worship her with their bodies, while in previous days she may have even had temples throughout her country of origin. But that's a little beyond where we are right now, I guess. It's just one of those interesting themes that does crop up with faith and, well, just faith, I guess. Sweeney's Toast is wonderful is not quite so good as Hobgadling's in Neil Gaiman's Sandman books, but it's not too bad. He uses a word that I wasn't intimately familiar with, hale, spelled H-A-L-E, uh, meaning strong or healthy, an Old English word that used to previously mean whole or complete. There is also a more interesting definition, though, that's considered archaic by modern standards, where hail means to drag or draw forcibly. This version of the word also has origins in Old Norse language, which feels appropriate, though perhaps coincidental. If there's something I've learned about Neil Gaiman's books is that there aren't always a lot of coincidences, even down to the language. So it could mean that, in this case, to drag or draw forcibly, I don't know. Once again, put a pin in it, we can think about it. Shadow is probably a good example of this, though. Um, he's drawn from his quiet, what he was hoping, at least, to be a quiet life by the death of Laura, and gets slowly but surely dragged into a life he didn't exactly choose by joining up with Wednesday. And it really starts with Wednesday flubbing Shadow's coin flip on the earlier page, and then either the next page or soon thereafter, there's going to be a big fight with Mad Sweeney. It all seems very much like a performance, but I guess we can talk about that on the next page a little more in detail. The other thing I really noted on this page, though, is that Sweeney is, he's moving a lot. He's not, he's not sitting still or standing still. He's rocking on his heels. He's rocking and bouncing. He's, he's always in motion. No, I thought there was, he lurches back from the jukebox. No, it's not quite the same thing. But he's just always in motion in these pages. He's not, he's not just sitting and drinking. He's not just 
standing around waiting for something to happen. He's always in motion, and I think it's it's foreshadowing to Sweeney's eventual fate. But once again, it's not it's not something we can I guess get into ex- this exact moment where we don't want to jump too far ahead of ourselves. For now, you can get in touch with us at theworldbeyondthetail at gmail.com, and you can find us on Twitter at worldbeyondpod. Thank you to Julian Granganach for his version of St. James Infirmary Blues that we use as our theme song. Thank you for listening. I'll be back tomorrow with another page, and remember, only the gods are real. <laughs>